Large-scale litigation requires extreme data management. It can make or break a case in today's legal profession. Welcome to Litigation Support Review, the podcast that's all about best practices for handling large databases, technology in the courtroom, and the skills you need to make a difference with clients. And it's only here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Litigation Support Review on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today on our podcast. Uh, I'm Mary Pat Poteet, and I am an e-discovery and litigation support expert with almost 20 years of experience in the litigation support industry. Uh, before we get started, I really would like to thank our sponsors, Relativity by Kira. You can learn more about them at kkira.com slash relativity and Reveal. You can find them at revealdata.com. And before we go on, I just want to say about Relativity, uh, I've used it personally. One of my favorite things about it is that it's so intuitive. It's got an incredibly robust uh, uh, platform, and it's supported by some of the best people in, in the uh, industry. And it's made uh, attorneys and paralegals uh, work so much easier because of its uh, ease of use. So really great application. Um, on today's show, we want to take a look at the challenges of corporate e-discovery and litigation support professionals. And joining us today is Joanne Lane. Joanne is the director of e-discovery and litigation support for MetLife. And litigation support operations and e-discovery strategy teams. She uh, supports legal affairs and compliance and litigation and regulatory matters. She's the co-chair of the company's e-discovery council and serves on several committees related to litigation support and electronic discovery. Welcome to the show, Joanne. Well, thank you, Mary Pat. Thanks very much for having me. I want to thank everybody who's taking the time to listen today. And I want to get one little bit of housekeeping out of the way, which is to state that I'm going to talk about my own views and opinions. I'm, I can't really give any specifics about MetLife's policies and procedures, but I can give my perspectives that come from a combination of my own experiences, discussions from others in the industry, people I know at other corporations, as well as law firms in the industry at large. Um, but I'm happy to share my perspectives if, if that helps people. Well, I appreciate that, Joanne. And, and also, another note about Joanne is that not only has she got experience working uh, in the uh, in-house legal offices, but she's also got experience on the law firm side. So she's got a really, you know, a a unique perspective on things. So I'm excited to hear what, uh, what she has to say. So why don't we kick things off with my first question, Joanne, and that is what has been your biggest challenge in moving in-house at MetLife? Okay. Well, I can definitely talk about that. And like you said, I was on the law firm side. I was actually on the law firm side for 17 years, and it's now been two years on the corporate side. So um, I've kind of gotten over the hump in terms of being a total newbie, but it's still a little fresh for me, and I'm, I'm still very aware of the, the differences between the two. And uh, one of the things that's been important for me is um, I've actually had to kind of develop a different type of skill of time management skills. Um, when you're in a law firm, things tend to be more reactive Um, You spend a lot of your time dealing with last-minute requests. You are putting out fires. You're jumping quickly from task to task. And it's sort of the the urgency of the request motivates you to get the work done. Um, On the corporate side, while we certainly have our share of, you know, short-term requests and rush projects, um, actually a significant amount of the work relates more to long-range planning and big-picture issues. You know, many of the initiatives that we work on, they require a more comprehensive and deeper thought process. Uh, you have to take a more structured approach with formal project management. 
you're creating extensive documentation, and these kinds of things can go on for you know longer, more extended periods of time. So it actually takes a little more internal discipline to stay on track with your tasks. And um, another thing, this is just sort of a, this is the way the corporate world is, regardless of whether you're in legal for corporate or other corporations, but planning like that takes a lot of meetings. Anyone who works in a corporation is going to tell you that they have a lot of meetings. And if you think you have a lot of meetings in a law firm, I can tell you it's nothing. So things are more scheduled. They're a little less spontaneous. Uh, you can end up with a full calendar of back-to-back meetings and conference calls. But, you know, it's also important to make sure that you're prepared and you make those meetings productive. So you also set a time you set aside some time to plan for the meetings, and that becomes a little bit of a vicious cycle. So I would say it's sort of like the time management and the pace of the day is different, and I've had to sort of adjust the way I manage those and, and, and work with the people here. Okay. So, that I mean, that sounds like one way that your job's changed, uh, but uh, I'm sure that there's a few other ways that it's changed. Um, has your view of e-discovery changed at all? It, ha- it has changed somewhat. You're sort of looking at it from a, a different direction a little bit. Um, in in the corporate world, e-discovery is a lot about consistency and process as opposed to those event-driven types of things where the client just contacted the law firm and now we have a new case and now we just collected this data and here it is. Um, in the corporation, you're, you're in it for the long term and you want to make sure that you really understand this process that you're using because you're using it over and over and over again. Um, you're thinking and talking about e-discovery in a broader, more universal sense as opposed to being focused on individual matters. Um, You don't want to reinvent the wheel each time, so you take a more proactive approach. Um, Within corporate law departments and and corporate e-discovery staff, um, you're also very involved in, I guess, what you'd call the left side of the EDRM, information management, retention, identification, preservation, and collection, as well as still being involved in in the rest of the litigation lifecycle and the e-discovery lifecycle. While on the law firm side, my experience was that the lit support staff often gets involved after collection has taken place, and you have to play catch-up. Here, you're involved more up front, and you're actually even talking about e-discovery without mentioning a single case. You're talking about about your approach to e-discovery in general, in, you know, like I said, in a more universal kind of global sense. Um, other things that you discuss a lot and you're very aware of on the corporate side are risk management, data security, regulatory and compliance requirements. These all get a lot of focus. And, um, you know, from my personal experience on the law firm side, those types of issues didn't come up as much as what I've seen on the corporate side and from talking to colleagues at, at other corporations. That that's uh, very interesting because I know that one of the frustrations I've always had is not being involved as far on the left and uh, the the firm wish to get uh, clients to really pay attention to the far left so that when things came you know push came to shove they were actually ready to do that really targeted collection. So yeah, and and I've learned a lot more about you know records management and the world of legal hold and the ins and outs of legal hold than we had really gotten into on the law firm side. Because on the law firm side, we were more, you know, we were involved later in the process and someone else was taking care of those things. Well, you're being re- more responsive or reactive on the law firm side and you're you're hopefully being far more proactive on the uh, inside Exactly, uh, that's the hope. Side. You know, there are always those things that kind of come in and you'd like to know about them a little sooner, but um, I would say that overall <laughs> we're in we're in sooner than the law firms are for sure. Well, well, I w- I would think so. But uh, <laughs> okay. Well, so um 
So are in-house and outside folks really all that different in their views? I mean, you know, I just said that I always wanted the left side to, you know, be, you know, more proactive and all of that. But do you think that there's a big difference in how we view things? Well, you know, to be honest, in the end, we all kind of want the same result. You know, we want effective and efficient and defensible e-discovery. We want to successfully resolve our litigations and investigations. Um, we want to have the jump on things and not have to play catch up. We want to do the right thing. That's something where, you know, we all share that in common and, and there's no real difference there. I think where you might see the difference in, in views and perspective um, might be that there's a disagreement over who should do what or who holds responsibility for which decisions. You know, that, that, that kind of thing can come into play. Um, also, I would say that in-house people are much closer to the business side of their corporation as well as the technology environment. So, you know, because we're living with it every day and we bring that similar base of knowledge with us from case to case, we're, we're already familiar with the environment, whereas the law firm is, is, is trying to play catch up, even if they've represented a client on multiple matters and they're starting to get to know the systems and the architecture and the players, you know, we're living in it and so we know it better. So we're sort of looking at things from the business productivity side as well. We're very close to people on that side of, of the house. Um, I would also say that, you know, in-house people, um, we're, we're all aware of costs. We're all aware of the fact that the growth of data is leading to very high costs. Um, for e-discovery, processing, hosting, review, all, all those sorts of things. Um, I think the in-house, on the in-house side, we're a little more acutely aware of it, you know, the cost, because ultimately we're responsible for paying them. Um, the law firms are, are working with us and they're trying to save money for us, but honestly, we're the ones who have to pay the bill. And so we're going to be even more acutely aware of those things um, and, and making sure that decisions that are being made are being made in the long term and not just because of a particular case or because of a particular type of subject matter. Um, the other thing, too, is that I think uh, law firms are trying to serve many masters and understand many different corporate environments because they have a lot of different clients. Um, and we're able to, you know, kind of focus on a consistent approach to things because it's it's the environment that we know and that we have to deal with this environment every time. So in the end, you know, we all want to do goody discovery. I think the the big difference in opinion is sort of, sort of has to do with the base of knowledge um, about the business, as well as there might be some disagreement over who's the best to do what task and who owns the D for different types of decisions. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we need to take a short break. And when we return, we'll have more with Joanne Lane. Thanks so much. Reveal combines project management, online document review, and third generation search in one platform. Law firms, service providers, and corporations demand transparency and affordable, flexible tools that can respond to the evolution of the industry. Reveal's development team uses its inventive heritage, applied to the legal marketplace, to disrupt the past and respond to the present. Reveal's tool suite combines project management, online review, and third-generation search in a single platform. Learn more about Reveal at www.revealdata.com. Engage your brain. Keep up with the fast pace of the legal profession. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and listen to all of our great legal podcasts. They're free.
Welcome back to Litigation Support Review on the Legal Talk Network. Today, we're joined by Joanne Lane, Director of eDiscovery and Litigation Support for MetLife. Welcome back, Joanne. Thanks, Mary Pat. Um, so we were talking a bit about the differences between um, in-house folks and outside law firms and all of that. I imagine you have a lot of work being done by different law firms, and so you've had to deal with a lot of different people, um, as well as a lot of outside vendors, um, service providers and such. How do you manage all of that's being done for your company? I mean, and I know that you know, we're not going to speak a lot of specifics about MetLife, but, you know, as a process, how do you cope with all of the different moving parts? Well, you know, it's definitely a big part of what we're doing. And, and, you know, from my experience, as well as, you know, what I, what I see in the industry and many corporations and from talking to peers, um, in-house legal and lit support staff are playing a more active role to standardize their use of vendors. Vendors are selected through a more formal procurement process. They're governed fairly tightly. Um, I remember when I was on the law firm side, we could kind of try out a new vendor with the occasional test job, maybe a new case that came up, and we knew somebody new on the block could do some decent work. As long as we did some due diligence, we could kind of throw them a new job. On the corporate side, it's much less likely that you can do those sorts of things because there's so many more checks and balances that you have to go through to get to that point. And from being in this environment, I understand more about the reasons for those checks and balances. Um, The thing about management of vendors is that that also extends to law firms. And I'll bet most people who work in a law firm wouldn't think of themselves as vendors. And I know I didn't. But... um, Law firms are also service providers, just like processing and hosting vendors are. They, they simply provide a different service. And that's an interesting perspective that's different from the law firm side and the corporate side. Um, in a way, law firms are both client and vendor. They're clients of their processing vendors and other types of service providers, and then they are vendors to their corporations. Um, so... I know people don't like the dreaded V word, but there it is. And uh, corporations want to make sure that they have the right vendor performing the right task. Law firms are hired to perform very specific functions like, you know, providing legal advice, representation in court, drafting briefs. Um, And I've seen corporations across the industry sort of moving away from the full service law firm model, which I'm sure on the law firm side, people are not as happy to hear about. Um, You know, and that especially relates to some services like document review, data processing and hosting, and a few other other things. And, And Corporations, when they're managing what's being done by all the different uh, players, as well as what they're being, what they're doing themselves, because there's a lot of in-house expertise that corporations are developing, as well as hiring from the outside. I guess I'm one of those people. Um, and as we're managing different things, we also like to see very detailed statistics and reports about how things are being managed. We're very active with that. We like to see financial and performance metrics. That's all critical in the process. So I would say overall, there is a pretty structured approach and a much more formal approach to what I personally experience on the law firm side. I know there have been some changes in sort of litigation support project management over the years, but I definitely had seen a bit of a dramatic shift from what I saw on the law firm side to what I was starting to learn about on the corporate side. Well, speaking of project management, um, what are some of the the differences that you see on the the corporate side as opposed to the the outside law firm in in how you manage your projects? Um, Well, 
there's um, we have different kinds of projects. Some are, some are projects related to matters, but then we also have what I was talking about before with the longer term initiatives. And you have things that that follow sort of different phases between you know analysis, inception, analysis, development, build, and and those types of things, almost like software development terminology. And those types of you know, the formal approach to project management in that sense is also applied to business functions, uh, including the world of legal and e-discovery. So those are some differences there. And, and, and again, like what I talked about before with metrics, the whole idea of measuring things, having statistics, being able to spot trends and um, check where there are anomalies and, and measure efficiency and, and identify opportunities for improvement. Um, that's a, a big focus in the corporate world. And that's, that's a corporate thing overall, not just for the you know, legal support side. Right. And when you're, when you're talking about project management and workflow, have, have you, do you feel like you've had to recreate the wheel or do anything like that? Or is it just, have you fit into the, the whole corporate model a little bit more easily? Um, there, there are some things where it's customized, you know, where it's different from the standard corporate model, but um, consistency is is very important. And there have been a lot of, you know, I know I'm involved in those types of things. And when I talk to people in other corporations that the whole, you know, process efficiency, process improvements, measuring the, the, the steps that it takes to get something done and making sure they have a consistent, documented, you know, repeatable process that all of your team members follow and have a, a place to track that is really critical. And I, I think that that's a common um, goal in corporations that are handling e-discovery. That makes sense. Um, so as you went into, you know, and you were even considering going inside, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there were a lot of commonly held beliefs that, that you probably even had about corporate life that, uh, that maybe you found wasn't quite so true. Do you have a couple of those that you can share? Yeah, that, that it, there are definitely a few of those. Um, number one, and I hate to disappoint people, but myth number one is that you don't have to bill your time anymore. Um, in many corporations, though not all of them, I know some people who don't, be able to bill, don't have to bill their time, some people who do, but in many corporations, both legal and non-legal staff do time entry. So that's, that's myth number one. Um, oh, myth bummer. Number, yeah, I know. It, it was, it, I was really looking forward to that one. I will tell you that honestly. Um, myth <laughs> number two <laughs> is... Um, that the corporation is a single client with a straightforward organizational structure, you know, completely standardized technology platform, um, as opposed to, you know, on the law firm, you're like, oh, I have to deal with all these different clients, and they all have different systems, and depending on what case I'm on, it's a completely different thing. And so if, if I am at this one client, it will always be this one consistent totally standardized technology platform and corporations can get totally on the boat to um, standardize things and they can agree on things so much easier than, than law firms can because law firms are partnerships. They can never agree on things. Corporations are more, you know, direct leadership. Um, but that honestly, they're, depending on the type of company, you could have several lines of business. They might operate somewhat independently, or they might have developed their own strategies and implemented their own solutions over the years that are, you know, that, that best support what their business does and what their business model is. And, and that's especially true in, comp in a company that's grown through acquisitions. So um, the IT structure can actually be pretty com complicated. Um, you know, for example, someone had asked me, you know, oh, do you talk to the CIO about this? And and my answer is, you know, wh which CIO? There are a whole bunch of them here. <laughs> so, um, oh boy. <laughs> so even that sort of thing, where you think it's going to be like, you know, 
everything is standardized and it's one client. You're no longer working with multiple clients. Um, in some corporations, the law firm is almost like, I mean, the law department is almost like a law firm within the company that has several clients and the several clients are the different lines of business. So that that's a bit of an eye opener that I've learned on the corporate side, you know, from it seems like that is the case in many um you know, larger corporations, uh, you know, more diversified. Um, and then myth, myth number three, which is also a big disappointment, um, is that uh, the myth that uh, everyone in a corporation works a stress-free nine-to-five day. Um, oh, I, you're <laughs> not saying. I know. Well, I'm, I am happy to report that there aren't as many fire drills and also that I, I certainly haven't personally experienced and I haven't heard about any litigation-related all-nighters, which I think that most of us who have been on the law firm side have gone through those. Um, so it's not the same kind of pace, but it's certainly a long, busy, and challenging day. So um, no putting your feet up on the desk um, in at nine, out at five, dreamless nights, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> That's those are my three myths. Okay, well, but it's still a good gig. <laughs> You're still liking it. That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, and, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you give it about a seven or an eight. <laughs> right. It's up there. It's up there. Okay. It's a good opportunity. Well, I will say that, you know, like you said, I was on the law firm side. I'm on the corporate side. It's been nice to get a change of perspective and, and learn about things. And, and, you know, from being on the side, I've, I've been involved in conversations and been exposed to things that I don't think I ever would have been exposed to you know, in my previous job and even at different law firms, you know, going from firm to firm. Right, right. Well, that's that's an interesting perspective. Uh, and I well, I think that that's just going to about do it for us for litigation support review today. Um, a special thanks goes out to our sponsors, Relativity by Kcura and Reveal. Remember to check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. You can also subscribe to the program through iTunes. And a very, very special thank you to Joanne. Joanne, thank you for uh, joining me today. Um, if someone wants to find out more information on this topic or, you know, just shoot the breeze with you, um, how can they reach you? Um, I guess the easiest way is by email, and I can be reached at uh, jlane, J-L-A-N-E, at metlife.com. Excellent. Excellent. Well, join us next time for another episode of Litigation Support Review. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Litigation Support Review. Don't forget to check out some of our other programs here on the Legal Talk Network, many of which are available for CLE credit. That's LegalTalkNetwork.com.